We are going to curse on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I feel like as a communicator, I've just been holding back a little bit in fully expressing how I feel about some stuff that I read in this hobby. So I need to let it out. I need to vent in the right way possible. So you've been warned on episode 382 of Canada's Pinball Podcast, this will feature graphic language, all right? So put your kids to bed, close their ears. Let's get episode 382 going right now. Strap in, kids. Welcome to an explicit version of Canada's Pinball Podcast. What ridiculous stuff is going on in the pinball world that makes me want to swear to you today, this Friday morning? Well, this is not really ridiculous, but I want to just put things in context of something that I got yesterday. I got about like two emails about this, and and it was this proclamation that this big groundbreaking moment has happened in pinball, this glorious like miracle has occurred to expand pinball to the masses. Oh yeah, it's no other than Dave and Busters has put two, two P3 multimorphic machines in one Dave and Busters location. And I got this note from Jerry. It goes, Multimorphic Incorporated, the maker of the revolutionary P3 pinball platform, is proud to announce that Dave & Buster's is now featuring P3 machines in its Austin, Texas location. This is a groundbreaking accomplishment that highlights a resurgence in the popularity of pinball and helps Multimorphic achieve its goal of bringing modern pinball experiences to gamers of all ages and interests. A groundbreaking moment. First, I just want to say, Jerry, congratulations on getting two machines inside of Dave and Buster's. I think that's really awesome. I know that getting pinball into Dave and Buster's has been something that people out there have wanted. It's an arcade chain in America. But let's just stop for a freaking minute and let's not fool our fucking selves. I'm just going to curse. Let me just tell you how I feel. We've got to be, you got to be fucking kidding me that this is a groundbreaking moment for pinball. Can we for a moment, can we for a moment ask one question? Have any of you ever been in a Dave and fucking Busters? Like go into one. It is filled with redemption machines, these ginormous versions of Pac-Man and, and like these arcade machines that are just huge, huge screens and shooters. They've got like a halo with like six guns. It's loud. It's, it's beyond bright. It's a seizure-inducing environment in which all these kids are just running around just trying to win tickets to cash in for crappy prizes. Like that's Dave and Buster's. There is nothing about Dave and Buster's that connects at all at all to the pinball demographic, the 40 to 50 year old men, even like 30 to 50 year old men, there is nothing, there is nothing. Pinball in that environment is absolutely inane. It makes absolutely no fucking sense. So I just failed to understand how getting pinball machines, two of them, into a Dave and Buster's is a fucking historic, groundbreaking moment for the expansion of pinball. 
And I just want to like say, like, it's just like, are, are we fucking at this point now where, where we're literally pretending like this is going to expand pinball? Like some eight-year-old who just doesn't know what the fuck he's walking up on is like, have you seen kids in a Dave and Buster's? It's like ADD on crack. Like these kids are just running around screaming, like going from machine to machine, just slapping big flappy bird buttons and shit. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're just, they're, it's like sensory overload. It's like the last place on planet earth in which fucking pinball should be. And yet like for some reason, people look at this place like it's a like pinball needs to get in there. And if it gets in there, that validates pinball. And let me just do a little bit of a news flash because when I see stuff like this is like really important for it shows the popularity of pinball. I mean, let's just stop fucking pretending like pinball hasn't had a resurgence over the last five fucking years and it's grown tremendously well and companies like Stern are blowing up in sales. Like, are we really clapping? Like we're standing up and being like, yeah, we got two machines in one fucking location out of 100 and like five Dave and Busters or 130 locations around American Canada. It's in one location. One fucking location. And this is a groundbreaking moment. I don't fucking get it. Is it just me? Am I just some like strident asshole who like can't appreciate this? You've got to be fucking kidding me. Stern pinball machines are in bars in probably hundreds, if not a few thousand bars around the world every day giving people pinball enjoyment. How many like breweries have pinball machines in them and how many bars and how many people's homes have, like there's fucking pinball machines, thousands of them out there in thousands of locations and one location of Dave and Buster's now has pinball machines and that's groundbreaking. Do you really think that Dave and Buster's audience gives a shit about pinball will be the audience that latches on and expands pinball? I just don't fucking get like, look, look, email me at CanadaPinball at gmail.com. You think I'm being a jerk about this topic, but come on, come on. And then, and then it's like, I love it. It's like, let me read the other part of this, which is really funny. It's like, Hey, it's like, uh, let me just read this. There is This is not only an, an excellent opportunity for multimorphic, but for the entire pinball industry to grow. Are you fucking kidding me? This is where I'm just like, this is just... Th- having machines in Dave & Buster's is an opportunity for the entire pinball industry to grow. Like I've said, the fucking industry has been growing exponentially. The only company that hasn't been growing exponentially is P3. You know, it's like, I, I, I'm not being a jerk. It's just like everyone is, everyone's sales have increased. Spooky pinball sales have doubled and tripled. Stern pinball sales have increased tremendously. Jersey Jack sales, you know, I think they're going to increase tremendously. It's like, why does why having two games in Dave and Buster's, how does that grow the pinball hobby? So someone just explain that to me. Sit me down and explain to me how the kinds of people who go into Dave and Buster's are gonna now like expand the pinball industry. I, I think it's I think it's bullshit. Um, and then it goes to seize this opportunity though. Like we, we have to seize this opportunity. This is all their communication. We must have people in the Austin area go play these games. Get out and play these games to make this venture a success. 
If the pinball community proves to Dave and Busters that pinball machines can be successful, this could be the tip of the fucking iceberg. I would love to go into my local Dave and Busters and see a row of pinball machines. All right, and then, I love it, we get this call to action. You know, I work in marketing, it's all about what's the consumer call to action. I love this. Here, here, here are ways you can help people. If you love pinball, here are ways you can help the pinball industry grow. Number one, if you live near Austin, go play these games, exclamation mark. Go play these games. Show that local manager at that one Dave and Buster's how popular pinball will be, how their revenue will just skyrocket if they put more pinball machines into each Dave and Buster's. Number two, contact Dave and Buster's and tell them something like, I would love to see pinball in your arcade and would visit your establishment more often if I could play some more pinball. Yes, and here is the link to their contact. Let me tell you something. If you emailed Dave and Busters and said, hey, I would come by more often if I could play more pinball, they, they're going to be like, fuck you. Like, what are you talking about? Like, seriously, like Jerry was asking people to call the management, call the local managers at Dave and Busters and ask them for more pinball. What the fuck are we doing? Like, what, what, what the fuck is, like, what is this? Are you going to call every local McDonald's and tell them you want more like lobster rolls because you like lobster? And, and hey, if the lobster rolls can get into McDonald's, it's a breakthrough tipping point for lobster rolls. I mean, what, why, why are we pretending like David Buster's is a great venue for pinball machines? It's not, you know, and, and actually the only pinball that really might work in a David Buster's is the P3 platform that is connected, like the heads up game actually works well because it's not it's it's very visual and the games are connected and that makes sense at Dave and Busters. There's no other pinball that would actually make sense to put inside a Dave and Busters. And here's the major thing. This is like the major like thing about why pinball is not in Dave and Busters because pinball machines fucking break and they break all the time. And there is no way that Dave and Busters that is filled with games that are mostly raw thrills, arcade games that don't break. There's no way that they want to bring into their establishment a product that's as finicky and likely to break as a fucking pinball machine. And they don't need to. I mean, seriously, there's like a, you got a pinball machine next to a fucking three-story Pac-Man game, next to these huge Halo games, next to these huge like basketball and skeetball. Like, it's, it's, it's so funny to me. Now, look, I will say, I do like the outer cabinet lighting on the P3 machines. Those are cool. Those are cool. Let's put that on more pinball machines, right? I think that looks really cool. But this notion that you should go harass your local Dave and Buster's manager to get more pinball on location is a fucking joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. And pinball has been growing for the last five years. Pinball has been expanding for the last five years. Dave and Buster's will do nothing to get pinball expansion. It will. It won't do anything. You know who's expanding pinball? Stern fucking pinball. They're the only ones that are expanding pinball. They're the only company that is built to expand pinball. They're the only company that can ship hundreds of games a week to locations all over the world. And, and you, like, it's funny to me. It's like Jerry sold, what, on total less than 100 games in, in, in a few years? Stern makes a fucking 100 games in two days that are going out 
on location, going out into people's homes, going out into breweries, going out into barcades. What the? F- I mean, I, it's this is what's frustrating to me, and it's like this. This like we're cheerleading stuff that is. It, it's 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 not that significant. It's not that significant. You know what would be significant? You know what would be significant if someone would actually make network play between the games or in people's homes? Maybe connect those things. Maybe make these fucking expensive toys actually have the level of connection we've had for video games for the last 15 years. But nope. Let's put one Dave and Buster's with machines and and, and say it's a groundbreaking moment. All right. Am I being a jerk? Tell me. Tell me. And Jerry, like, I know you listen to the podcast. I'm just saying, I'm glad you're there, but I don't understand. Here's me. I'm the marketer. If... You know what will get more of these into more Dave and Buster's? If the games on that location actually generate revenue, revenue for for like the business, right? Isn't that why they would incorporate new machines? Because it makes them money. It's very basic economics. Now, I do agree. If you go play it in, in Austin, Texas area, and it's doing really well, fine. You know, but the notion for me to call the, you know where Dave and Buster's is? It's in Times Square for me. The notion of me calling them up and telling a guy, the manager there, that I would come by more often if they put pinball there. I mean, he should tell me to go fuck off. Like, what the fuck? And he'd be like, who the fuck are you? Like, I'm in Times Square. I get a ton of traffic every day because I'm in Times fucking Square And he's going to have a bunch of fucking pinball people barrage him with fucking requests. And here's why I wouldn't call that motherfucker up. Because I don't need to go to Dave and fucking Buster's, which is the worst environment on planet Earth to play pinball in. When I can go to Sunshine and I can go to like 2Bits and I can go to like all the other locations, uh, you know, Pioneer Bar. Like I can go to like Adam's Pinball Loft in Tribeca. Like there are so many locations that are so much better to play pinball in. I just think this whole thing about Dave and Buster's being the you know the final frontier of pinball expansion. If we can get into Dave and Buster's, then it proves pinball has, has is back. Fuck that! It's fucking stupid. Dave and Buster's is meant for little fucking snotty nosed kids running around slapping big buttons. These games all suck too. This Dave and Buster's being a modern arcade is garbage. It's garbage. There's no games there that take any skill anymore. There's no skill required in any of that shit no more. Ain't no Street Fighter in there. Like these kids don't know how to like grow up and actually get good at a game like play a game consistently and then play against someone next to you like we grew up we grew up with games like street fighter mortal Kombat, like donkey kong like pac-man you know like neo geo shit like real shit in an arcade where you had to be good and you were elbow to elbow with a guy that was trying to fucking hot duke in your ass and fucking embarrass you in front of the high school girl that you thought was cute that's fucking video game arcade playing for me not the dave and busters bullshit like fuck like you're going there all day long and trying to win tickets all right fuck friday fucking canada he's back the fucking canada's unhinged all right the other thing that i was laughing at and i just have to say this like i love jeff at this week in pinball i think this week in pinball is an amazing amazing site i think jeff gives us some of the best pinball news out there but i have to say this i have to say this Jeff, my man, your site is the best go-to for pinball news. You don't have to explain yourself when you are going to incorporate some ads into your site. In fact, I don't think people really give a shit 
that you're going to put some ads on your site. Here's why. Because on the internet, on every single site we know and love, there's fucking ads and we don't really care or even notice them. And I just saw this like long explanation from him about why there are going to be some ads on Twip, you know, every week. And it, Jeff, I just have to say, you need to just do shit. You don't have to explain yourself at every single move. You don't owe an explanation to everybody. You don't have to also, you don't share. This is the other thing you don't do. You don't share with everybody what the advertising cost is on your site to like the reader of the site. Like you don't do that. Like I, I work with, you know, he keeps saying like, I'm not a journalist. We're not professional. You're a fucking journalist now, bro. You've got a website. You're a fucking journalist. I studied journalism in college. All right. I, I'm not, a, this, the moment I decide to have a website, I'm now a journalist. I'm making a journal about some topic. It's okay. Everyone's, there are so many fucking citizen journalists out there right now. It's fine. That's the modern world. Like that's called like the internet of today. You don't need to explain yourself, but you don't fucking share with the reader what your advertisers are paying. You don't do that. Like, and then I saw that. I'm like, why are you doing it's like It's like he almost feels guilty that he has to monetize the site a little bit. And I'll tell you this right now. If you don't if you don't agree with Jeff making money, then fuck you because this guy puts so much work into that site and he deserves to monetize the site, but he doesn't have to do it in a way in which he's so fucking defensive, Jeff. And, and I know this, like, you know, Jeff got really bent out of shape when Jersey Jack lied to him about Willy Wonka. And I kept telling him like, dude, who cares? It's like, yeah, Jack, yeah, maybe Jack lied to you. Maybe he did. Right. And, and sometimes, you know, business owners will lie or mislead media because they they're they're nervous or they want they have their own plans. He didn't have to do it the way he did it. I don't even think Jack meant it to be malicious at all. I, I think it was just, you know, he, he was just probably being playful. And by doing that, he 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 told you it wasn't shipping when it was going to ship or something like that or the release date, whatever it was. Right. But here's the thing. You know, Jeff was like, oh, I'm going to lose credibility. Like, again, if you have a website and you have a podcast about fucking pinball, right? Fucking pinball, like something that nobody really cares that much about except a handful of people, right? Right. When Jeff says the numbers, like 2,000, 3,000, I think that's about right. I think there's about two to 3,000 people out there in the world, maybe 4,000 at most out of like seven and a half billion people that actually give a shit on a weekly, daily basis about reading and absorbing pinball news, okay? And he's got a great audience. Pinside's got a great audience. This podcast has a great audience. Other podcasts out there have a great audience. But if you, for a fucking moment, don't sit back and realize we are making content that most of the world doesn't give a shit about, I think you're off base already. Okay, so you have to understand that. Like, it doesn't matter if you get pinball news wrong. What fucking happens if you get pinball news wrong? How many times have I been wrong on this podcast about something? Who who cares? Like, you're here for one reason and one reason only, to be entertained by my antics and my point of view on the pinball hobby. Now, look, I also get a lot right. I get some wrong. But for the most part, we're all just a bunch of jerk-offs speculating about pinball every day, spending way too much time thinking about pinball every day, way too much time on Pinside reading stupid fucking threads about nothing, stupid fucking threads. Like, oh my God, you got to go through 50 pages to figure out how to fucking fix a simple issue on a game, right? So I think Jeff gets like, 
he, he he's kind of like really about the credibility of it all. And I keep telling him like, man, it's okay. Like if you get something wrong or or misreport something, you're not going to lose an audience. But here's what happens: a few people, a few people will hit Jeff up and say, you know, how could you report this wrong? Like, you know, he gets a few people upset, and a few people might hit him up and say he's losing credibility. And I'm here to tell you, Jeff, if I were to listen to a few of the people that I upset on every fucking podcast, I would have hung it up years ago, right? You have to have a little bit of a thick skin in this industry because people, as I was saying, like they're way too into it and you're gonna get that kind of feedback. Now, look, the other thing is this. Jeff, I don't think anyone thinks you putting ads on your site means that your site is no longer going to be objective. In fact, if you've read This Week in Pinball from day one, which I have, this site is 100% objective. It's objective. Jeff barely, if ever, injects his own opinion other than he's excited about stuff. He's not giving like reviews of games. He's he's not doing what I do on this show. He's not saying nobody's going to buy Oktoberfest in August, which is true, by the way. That actually is like an objective fact. He's not giving opinions like that. He's just telling you the news. And and, and, and when you look at his site like that... I don't think anyone thinks if he takes advertisements from certain companies that he's going to give more favorable opinions of those companies. I don't think that's ever going to be the case. I also don't think that he's going to increase his coverage of those companies because people pay for him on the site. So I just think, Jeff, man, I don't think you have to explain yourself. I don't know if this is coming across in this little bit of a tirade, but what I'm saying is he's got the best fucking pinball news website. He deserves to make fucking money on it, and he doesn't have to explain himself. Right. He then writes, for the love of pinball, for the love of pinball, um, he goes, this is where the conflict arises, not just for this week in pinball, but for all of the pinball websites, podcasts, Twitch streamers, YouTubers, and other creative content providers. He could summarize all of those people as for the other pinball jerk offs. If you accept sponsors, your content will be questioned. Your opinions and motives will be questioned as they should be. But if you are spending the time and money on your content, eventually most will try to find some support and at least to offset the money you're spending. He, I love this. He writes, note, there are a few exceptions to this, right? There's a few exceptions. A few creative content providers that can produce great content for years but never take on sponsors or ask for financial support. A few notables include Pinball News, Fun With Bonus, For Your Amusement Only, uh, This Flippin' Podcast, Electric Gamers Podcast, and Pinball Profile, etc. Wow. Yeah, you know, I love it. I'm not on this list because I guess I took the money. I asked, I took the money, guys. I sold out. I'm now like a shill for PinQuest. I took their money. I, you know, I, I asked for Patreon. I, I have not been able to maintain objective and, and imbalance because I've asked for finance. No, no. Like, look, Jeff, the bottom line, the bottom line with all of this bullshit is simply nobody, who, he, who cares? Who gives a shit? If someone questions what you write on a pinball podcast, who gives a shit? Really? Why do you care? Why do you care? I don't get it. I don't get it. I'll close the loop on this whole thing by saying this. Jeff's got the best site. Jeff needs to just like, come on, Jeff. You need a little bit thicker skin here and don't have to explain yourself. If people woke up the next day and there were ads on This Week in Pinball, I bet like only five people would be like, wait a minute, why are we seeing these ads? And you know what? Fuck those five people. 
fuck them. You don't need them. You got two to 3,000 people who come into your site every week for news. Who gives a shit if 10 crybabies, you know, see some ads? I mean, we're fucking bombarded with ads. I think you should do a one. I think you should just only run Penn Stadium ads, man. Fuck it. Go all in on that strategy. I bet Scott would donate way more than a fucking 100 bucks a month. And seriously, let's talk about that for a minute. A 100 bucks a month is all he's asking. And I, I don't get it. This is the other part. I, you know, I just went out to dinner last night. I mean, fucking lunch yesterday. I went to Hillstone, which is Houston's everywhere else in America. I had a fucking beer, a cheeseburger. Brenda had some sushi and a kale salad and a glass of wine. And it was 120 fucking dollars. And, and all we had to do was sit there and fucking eat, right? And eat. The amount of work this guy puts into this site, and he's asking for 100 bucks a month, and fucking bulls $25 a week from these major pinball companies to sponsor one of the most popular pinball websites. How silly does that start to look, right? It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Now, you know, I don't know how you quite monetize. That's the problem, though. It's the ultimate problem with all of this, is it all is monetarily not valuable information like you know when jeff talks about like the integrity and this and that and getting it right and you're going to come into question we're not talking about news about you know trade wars in europe and nuclear weapons and conflict with north korea it's fucking pinball news it has a monetary value of fucking zero zero now, I know he's trying to add monetary value to it, but you're like, oh, you know, we'll have insider info that will sell to you. And he's not the only one doing that shit. Stern's selling information to you too, right? The Stern Insider Club. Look at that club. What do you pay, like 10 bucks a month and get a stupid fucking t-shirt and dumbass news that everyone already has? Like, there's absolutely no reason to be a Stern Insider. And Stern, look, I know you listen to this podcast, but you gotta be fucking kidding me, man. That t-shirt is a fucking joke. You look like a fucking clown about to paint a house if you join that club. I mean, who said, it's like it's like they almost, as a joke, say, hey, how can we make an insider program and have the ugliest fucking t-shirt and, and oh, here, here it is. Let's do this. No, let's not get Yeti or Franchi or any of our talented artists to make an awesome t-shirt. Let's just do this piece of shit. Anyway, all right. Look, Canada on Friday mornings. I'm excited. It's the weekend. I'm going to go drive in the Demon. I'm going to go pick up the Type R from the body shop. Oh, I'm going to have a long lunch today. And look, support Jeff at This Week in Pinball. Jeff, I think people should just donate to your site. I think you should set up a Patreon like I have and just do Patreon donations. And you guys who love the site should donate and we should stop having to explain ourselves. All right, let me get on to the final topic today. I'm on a roll here, people. Let me just end this podcast where I'm cursing with, with something I've been wanting to curse about for a while. Let me take a little drink of coffee and get some more energy in me. Mm. See, no editing there. You're going to have to listen to that pause while I sip the coffee. Here's the thing. I want all of you who have been following this Big Lebowski thread for the last few weeks. I want all of you who have been posting in that thread. I want all of you who have just been thinking about this whole thing to sit down and listen to me right now. Because what I'm about to tell you is all you ever need to know. And you probably should just stop trying to do what you've been trying to do for the last few days. There is no fucking money. It's gone. The numbers will never fucking add up. Watching you guys trying to add up the numbers or figure out scenarios in which this shit can get going again is so fucking stupid. You all look stupid. It's over. 
the numbers will never add up. You guys look like you're trying to do two plus two equals five for, for like weeks. And the ultimate thing is this, when you start saying, well, you know, an angel, we need to stop. Welcome to the real world. When you go fucking bankrupt and you rob your fucking customers of the games they already bought, and then you take those games that other people paid for and you sell them to new people, you know where you should be? You should be in fucking jail. You should be in fucking jail. There is no way, there is no way that after that occurs, anything good is going to come out of this. And I don't understand why people are hoping for that. I don't understand why people aren't suing the fuck out of Barry. It, it, like, why? where are the EAs? Where are they? They sued John Papaduke. They got his ass into court. They dragged his ass into court, and he had to face the fucking music. Yeah, him being bailed out by Robert Mueller, that was Robert Mueller's decision to do. All right, but John Papaduke, don't for a minute think that John Papaduke uh, was ever out of you know, issues and, and, and had to pay for a lawyer, had to go into court. He, at least they fucking held him accountable on some level. Do I like John Papaduke being bailed out? No. Does anybody? No. Watching Barry almost ostensibly get out of this situation, get out of it without any accountability is a fucking tragedy. It should be something that all of you all of you should be up in arms over. And there's more up in arms over Penn Stadium spamming the marketplace than there is over Barry reselling customer games to new buyers. That has never happened. I've never seen this happen before in the history of pinball. And it is fucking incredible that you idiots out there who are trying to put the numbers together are trying to put the numbers together. Don't be an idiot. I don't think you're stupid. I don't think you want to be idiots. What I think most of you who are doing this want, and I say this sincerely, I think you just want the game you paid for. And I think you still have hope. And I still think a lot of you are EAs or no EAs. And you know early achievers and you don't want them to lose out. And you want to see a scenario in which they do get their games. And I also want to see them get their games. And I, But I just, I just don't ever see it happening because... This is criminal behavior. It won't lead to a new company that will do things right. Every opportunity he had to do the right thing, he was selfish. Him and Yap were selfish. They treated this company like the money coming in was theirs and not yours. And it was yours. It was always your money. It was your money that you gave them for a product. You didn't give it to them in the form of a salary for them. You didn't give it to them to travel around the world. You didn't give it to them to rent out penthouses and have parties. You didn't give it to them for anything else other than to give you the game they wanted. And when the moment came, when apparently they needed more money to make each game, they did not give you, any of you, the opportunity to save them and save your your purchase of that game. They never allowed you to pay more for the game. Instead, they spun a bunch of lies and excuses and mistruths. They did. They never gave you an, a chance to pay a thousand euro more per game. And, and, and so what happened? ARA said, we want 51% of the company and we'll keep making these games. We'll get the EAs their games. And here's the moment. 
And here's the moment where I think all of you need to just understand that this is the real character of, 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 of the two founders of Dutch Pinball. They could have stepped aside and allowed you to get your game and given ARA control. But they cared more selfishly about not letting their dream go. And in the process of maintaining their dream, they screwed over all of you. And instead of just, and even when they screwed you over and even when, you know, they, they lost the lawsuit, the ultimate fuck you to everybody has always been one simple thing. They will never just say, we failed. We failed and we can't do it. No. They will always keep that door open that there's some glimmer of hope that you're going to one day get your game. And if we sell them for $12,000, if we sell them for $15,000, if we sell 100 new games at $12,500, that will give us enough money to then remake the... It's never going to fucking add up. It will never add up. This is a fucking Ponzi scheme approach. And you're not stupid, people. You guys are smart enough. You know that this is criminal behavior. It's what... It lands people like Bernie Madoff in jail. That's what he's doing. He's taking new money and, and he needs to get enough new money to pay out the old investors. How is that not the very definition of a fucking Ponzi business scheme? And so I think these 40 games will go to people. I'm one of them. I don't like fucking the whole scenario at all. But it's over. It's over. Like, it, it, it's over. And, and the, you know, the only way out. Yes, the only way always out in life is if a miracle angel investor swoops in. But that is the dumbest, like, to be bailed out, to wish for a bailout in a pinball proposition that has lost a few million dollars, that requires another few million dollars to get it back on track. Why the fuck would a rich, successful person who, think about it, if you're rich and you really want a big Lebowski, why the fuck would you jumpstart this fucking monstrosity when you can just go buy a game for $12,500 or go buy a game for $20,000 versus sinking $2 million. Because the ultimate, I think the ultimate irresponse, not this is like the ultimate, this is what makes me the maddest, is for him to succeed, Barry. And the guilt that he's weighing on like, you know, for EAs to get their game and for their hope to be fulfilled. He basically needs a super wealthy person that feels guilty that these guys are not going to get their games. So that super wealthy person has to come in and like clean up his entire fucking mess. Why? Why should that rich person have the burden of cleaning up the fucking monstrosity that is Dutch pinball? Why? Why? Why is it their obligation? They, it's not their responsibility. And I felt the same way about the pinball brothers. I have nothing but sympathy and empathy for the pinball brothers. They... In, they trusted Andrew Highway. They trusted him. They invested millions in him. They invested time, energy, and passion in him. And they kept giving him money. And they kept believing his lies. And look what happened to them. Look what happened to them. And they took over the company. And only then did they realize how deep, how deep the troubles were with Highway Pinball. And here we are again. All right. Here we are again. All right. So the whole thing is this. The numbers are never going to add up. And I think you guys should be more angry than you are. And I think you should fucking sue. Sue, 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 sue. You should. He should not be allowed to get a check for half a million dollars and walk off into the sunset. 
And, and again, he's going to keep that door open. Well, the only hope of you getting your games is, is if you don't sue. I've heard that shit time and time again. I heard it from Andrew. I heard it from fucking John Papadouk. We hear it from Barry now. Why is it Why is it that all these failed companies always, always end up at the same thing? It's like, well, if you really want your games... Like, then don't come after me with lawsuits. Then then don't bring heat on me. Then don't listen to Canada saying get a refund from Andrew Highway when he was lying to you about all the stuff he was doing. You know, it's like bullshit. And let me tell you something. There's, there's a, a one word. There's one word that's a common denominator for all of these guys who take your money for a product, then don't give it to you. And that word is they're fucking crooks. They're crooks. It, it is, you're a crook. When you can't finish game number one and then you take game number, then you start taking money for game number two and three. Hello, John Papaduke. You're a crook when you start selling other people's games to new buyers. You're a crook. Someone else bought this, but I'm going to sell it to you. That, that's a crook, all right? You're a crook when you're not paying your rent and moving on to another uh, you know, factory and leaving your first factory to, to, to deal with the bills and not pay people. You're a crook when you're not paying your employees. All right, you want, you want, I mean, a lot of these guys are not talking because they sign NDAs, but if you hear the truth about like how some of those highway employees were treated, he crook, he's a crook, all right? You know, you know, and so, you know, he knew he's not a crook. Jersey Jack's not a crook. When Jersey Jack's angel investor came in and helped them out, here's the difference, there's a big difference. Jersey Jack had a fucking company. He had games and development. He had a family business, all right? He needed help. He got an influx in cash. If you if you're an investor and you look at Dutch Pimmo right now, well, what do you got? You got you got one dude Barry with a fucking you know a, a bunch of games in parts in a, in, a, in you know he's gonna have them in storage. He's got no factory. He's got no line workers. He's got no he's got no company. There is no Dutch Pinball. All, you'd just be investing in him, and then you'd have to go down the same charade again of reestablishing a contract manufacturing of these games. You'd have to set you'd have to set up a pinball company from zilch from zero from the ground up who the fuck wants to do that who the fuck wants to do that all right oh guys sorry sorry for this you know look it's only 38 minutes into this podcast and i think i'm done i think i'm done i just wanted to get all of this off of my chest these are just things that i've been like i've just been like i can't all right look i think it's great that jerry's in to dave and busters but i don't think dave and busters is ever going to expand pinball. Let's not fucking fool ourselves. I think This Week in Pinball is the best pinball website out there. It's got no drama in all of the news. I don't think Jeff has to explain himself why he's putting ads. And I think you should donate to Jeff's site. All right, if you donate to Canada, please donate to him. All right, and Jeff, I just think you should set up a Patreon and ask people that way. All right, the other thing is this. The other thing is this. You know, Barry's been a crook, this whole thing. It's, this is criminal behavior. And I, I and I think you guys should should not stand for it. And I think that's just the reality of the whole situation. Um, I, I hope Big Lebowski's get made again one day, but it only will happen when Dutch Pinball is bankrupted and is over, and the game is taken from them. And that is the only that would be the only glimmer of hope for people that it's gone. All right, as long as they're around, it's going to be the same bullshit, and you know it. And the final thing is this. Let's like, let's, I, the reason why I just want to do like this sort of strident podcast, it's not really strident podcast. I mean, but there's so much good happening. There's so much good about to happen in pinball and pinball has expanded and pinball is in more places than ever before. And, and that is because of companies like Stern, of companies like Spooky, 
of Jersey Jack, Chicago Gaming, American Pinball, right? There's a lot of companies out there, Suncoast Pinball, that, you know, P3 Multimorphic, every company out there that has taken consumer money and given people a game in a timely manner, please take a fucking bow because we love all of you as companies. We might have strong opinions about your games. We might critique your games on this podcast. We might not love every game itself, but I love all of you manufacturers because you are keeping pinball alive and well. You are expanding pinball in your own ways and you are real companies. You are not ripping people off. You are not crooks. You are not lying. And if you ever have the idea to create a pinball company, then good, but just make sure you're not going to rip your customers off. And if you go down the other road and you screw people over and you, 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 you rob people's money and you lie to them and you keep them hanging on for years and you're like engaging in criminal behavior, then, then you're an asshole and you've done nothing but hurt the hobby. Okay. And this is just a pinball podcast that's trying to call them out when they do that stuff. All right. Everyone have a great Friday. Have a great week. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I enjoyed doing it. I enjoy doing this show. I mean, I'm not going to do these kind of shows very often, but I hope, you know, let me know. Do you want to have a little bit more Canada unhinged or you want me to go back to just being like, everything is awesome. All right, everyone have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Looking like a champion, Carly Briggs done the black superman, yeah. I am the evolution of